My biggest goal is to someday get permission to use Led Zeppelin's Traveling Riverside Blues as my intro. Until then, it'll just have to play in our heads. Hello, everybody. Welcome back uh, to Mike Out. My name is Michael, Mike Hernandez, and uh, I'm your host uh, <clears throat> for the podcast. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about starting a business, and um, it really is a great time to get started building something for yourself, for your family, something you might have wanted to do a long time ago, something that uh, you just recently thought up, being stuck at home, uh, you know, kind of quarantined, I guess. It's a, It's been a great time to reflect, to think about things. So it's not easy, but you have to start at some point. COVID is providing the opportunity for us to learn uh, or share the information that we already know. I mean, there are people in all over the world who are looking for new skills to develop, maybe new things to learn. A lot of people are looking for career path changes. I think a lot of people understand that maybe things really aren't going to get back to normal. Um, I've had some conversations with people and, you know, the consensus seems to be that scratch normal. There is no normal. We're heading into new territory, uncharted territory, and uh, people are just going to have to adapt um, to everything that's going on. And, you know, like Darwin used to say, only the strong survive. And I think uh, the strong in this case are, are going to probably grab a big advantage, uh, maybe even a larger advantage, magnify uh, that advantage exponentially. But it doesn't mean that you can't get uh, started. It's one step at a time. Uh, technology is phenomenal. It allows us to reach people everywhere, almost in every corner of the world. Somebody has a cell phone. Somebody has uh a tablet, uh, in many cases, uh, laptop, desktop. And what you need for your business really depends on what your business is going to be. But that'll have to be something that gets covered in a different uh, episode. So right now, if, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, like, you're thinking to yourself, you know, Mike, I want to start a business. I want to get something going. I think you'll need to figure out is what is it that you like to do? And that's the advice I give people. What do you like to do? It's got to be something you like to do. What Or what are you good at? And chances are, if you like to do something, you're good at it and vice versa. If you're good at something, chances are you like to do it. The other question maybe for you to consider is, uh, what is an FOI that you've noticed recently? You know, again, FOI is a frequently occurring issue. What are, what, what, uh, what are you seeing out there that's not being uh, served, I guess? What, what need is not being met? What problem isn't being solved or addressed? Uh, I was reading an article from on Quora Digest, uh, and it was written by Lee Cowan. And uh, the question was, which is the best business to start amidst COVID-19? So... Some of the ideas that came in 
were uh, shopping services and home delivery. I don't know if that's going to get flooded, but uh, that's something that doesn't take a lot of money, I, I imagine, uh, just to get started. Um, he mentions massive growth in cleaning services. Increase in antiviral cleaners, food supplements, packaging, things like that. Some of these things you may not be able to, you know, they're not easy to get started in, but obviously uh, any kind of a service is probably the best way to get going. Uh, you could clean camping gear, hiking stuff, uh, signage, uh, posted somewhere, said, we clean our gym 12 times a day. So that may be something that, uh, you know, you might have a knack for, you might enjoy cleaning and, and get into that once, of course, this is lifted. In the meantime, you can take steps and start planning something like that. Uh, and when you have an idea, uh, do some research, look into it. There's somebody else, since I'm on Quora right now, before I forget, um, there's a guy named Gordon Miller who uh, I really enjoy reading, and I haven't seen a lot lately, but, uh, you know, he is uh, always willing to send send him, you know, to take a look at, at your business plan, um, send it to him, and he'll tell you if it's good or if it's, in his words, a piece of crap. So he's uh, he's very blunt, very direct. But uh, he does contribute a lot, and he uh, adds uh, a lot of information and has a lot of great insight. So I enjoy uh, reading a lot of Gordon Miller's uh, thoughts and uh, maybe some of his posts and things of that nature. So, you know, today we are going to talk about a business plan. I think a lot of people would say, you don't really need that. I, I, I hear people say that all the time. And maybe they're seasoned operators, people who have had a business, you know, several businesses, they've operated several businesses, maybe they still do, but they could just be the ones that are making all that noise. You don't really need it, but um, I would I would say that, uh, you know, I would recommend it. Some of these things are theoretical. Some of these things are things that you may learn if you do go to business school, if you do take a business class. And in essence, that's kind of what this is. So, um, you know, my my job, I think, or, or my purpose, my intent with this is just to make you aware. And then you make the decision. You know, I'm not asking you for money. I'm not asking you to uh, do any, you know, anything, you know, like that. Um, but, um you know, you do need to think for yourself. I'm just presenting the material. Uh, and if you feel like it's something that would benefit you, great. Um, I just want to get you started, get you on the path to to thinking about these things. So um, with that in mind, you know, we'll start and talk about a business plan. So why would you need a business plan? I think like anything in life, if you plan things out, if you have a strategy, you're probably going to accomplish them. So uh, you should develop a business plan if you want to start a business because essentially it's a map. It's going to tell you where you're at. And um, one of the things that I've always said, in order to get where you want to go, you need to be honest with where you're at. And so having a map that you can plot and, and, and start to travel down uh, 
that really is a big benefit. It, it it's um, it's very helpful because that means you spend less time going in the wrong direction, uh, and if you do get sidetracked for whatever reason, you can get right back on it. I used to tell people in the convenience store industry that uh, you know if you weren't doing control your controllables and and managing those your cash, your inventory loss, and just the signs that you see, you're going to end up lost. And and so uh, your controls were kind of like the map. And if you followed them, you'd get to where you needed to be, which was, you know, great results, promotions, bonuses, things of that nature. But if you didn't have them, you're going to get lost. So uh, a business plan, essentially, it's it's a, a proposal. You're writing down uh, a description of your business your prospective business, you know, what, what is it that, that it's going to be uh, at some point, depending on the type of business that you do start, uh, you may need some investors. You may need uh, people that are going to be able to come in, lend you some money. I think uh, shark tank has become very popular. Most people uh, who start to watch that really get hooked on it, really enjoy it. And I think it's great because it, uh, you know, it, it kind of feeds your creativity. It feeds your imagination. It makes you start to think, hey, that's a great idea. I've had a lot of good ideas. You know, why can't I or why don't I or why shouldn't I, uh, you know, go out and do something? So that's the great thing. You, you know, you're going to want to be able to show somebody in the future. And if you get started on it, I think... Uh, you know, it's one of those things that if you do it now, you're not going to have to do it later. Of course, you can always amend it. You may need to revise it. You may need to go back and say, wait a minute, something's not working. Let me get back on track. Let me um, maybe pivot is the popular, you know, term used these days. So you may have to pivot. But at any rate, you need something there to kind of guide you, to kind of let other people know also that you've got, uh, you know, this is where you're going. This is what you're trying to do. So if you have a good business plan, you know, that's going to convince yourself, obviously, but uh, lenders, you know, potential lenders that, hey, you know what, this is going to be profitable. I know a lot of times people will counter argue, say, hey, you know what, those things aren't worth a the crap. Uh, they're always wrong. And they can cite a lot of examples. And sometimes I think that maybe it's because uh, somebody didn't go back and make an adjustment but at any rate, yeah, so they can be wrong. But I think the more time you spend up front, the the more thought you put into your business, the, the greater your odds of succeeding. Again, so many businesses go out, don't make it, small business owners. And really, small businesses are the backbone of, uh, you know, of the country, of the economy. Um, so I think it's really, really important that you – plan and you get off uh, on the right foot. If you're going to do it, anything worth doing is worth doing right, I think is the saying. So uh, I'm going to check something here real quick. So just to give you an idea, number of small businesses in the U.S., there are almost 30 million, according to uh, WiseGeek, how many new businesses are started in the U.S. each year. So uh, that's quite a bit, almost 30 million. So, you know, you want to you want to beat the odds. You don't want to be in that 50% that failed the first two years or whatever the number is. 
Uh, having a business plan is going to help you out. Um, it'll identify necessary, I guess, legal procedures for, for a startup. You need to determine what, what is it that you need. Do you, you know, need intellectual property? What, you know, your, do you need to apply for patents? What, what are you going to need to make sure that you protect, uh, to protect that? Uh, also, you, you've got to have uh, something to look at the steps that you're going through. You know, as the months go by, it's, it's really easy to get lost. I mean, it happens to me sometimes. I've got a lot of things going on and um, you just lose track of stuff. And I don't think that's a situation that you want to find yourself in. So if you have the business plan again, you have something that you can look at uh, the steps that you need to take and then you can compare. Are you on track? Or are you getting behind? If you're getting behind, that's when you need to stop and take a look and see what's 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 taking you off course. What do you need to do? What what adjustments do you need to make so that you can get back to where you need to be? So a good business plan will include five aspects. There'll be five different things that you'll need to include. Uh, an executive summary, a business description and analysis. You'll need um, an organization and marketing plan, financial plan, and supporting documents uh, for, you know, these are all integral parts of your business plan. So an executive summary, you know, basically that's going to say, you know, what what are we doing here? What what kind of a service are we offering? What What's our product going to be? Um, are we going to form a, a sole proprietor? Am I going to be just on my own by myself? A lot of businesses do that. You start off a window cleaning service and you're a sole proprietor. Uh, that's what you need. But if you want to operate a different type of business, you may that may not be for you. You may need a partnership. Uh, a lot of partnerships, um, you know, do exist. I think they're they're probably less common. But uh, then you also have your um, LLCs, your limited liability corporations, um, or or your corporations too. So there's different types of ownership, and you need to, you know, an executive summary is going to help, you know, highlight all those things so that we know, you know, what's going on. And anybody else who might want to take a look at your business will know what's going on. And I'm talking, I'm thinking, you know, lenders or, or you know, people who are going to invest. Uh, it's going to talk about the skills that you and the business, you know, the business bring. So uh, if you have 10 years of uh, washing windows for, for another company and, and, you know, that's what you're going to highlight, that's what it's going to show, your years of experience. Uh, maybe in a different example, uh, what kind of skills you have, wh what kind of, if you're good with the computer, if you're good with certain programs, uh, you know, if you've gotten certain types of results in the past, those are things I think that uh, that you know you know, you need to highlight on there. Uh, what are the strengths of the business and um, and of the owner too? Maybe the individual or, or this team. What are the strengths? What what kind of a separates you from somebody else who washes windows? If we're you know going to stick with that example, uh, one of the things I mentioned in the first podcast was uh, I. I 
I thought about have you know hosting and and having guests on and give them an opportunity to kind of discuss that, tell their story, let people know what services they offer, let people know a little bit about them and what makes them different. Why are they unique? Uh, the piece of the pie is there. I mean, the, the pie is pretty big. A lot of people can come in and grab a share, but you do need to differentiate yourself. You do need to have uh, something different. And right now, technology, if you can, if you can put that in, if you can use that, that is something that everybody's struggling with. A lot of people now, the big corporations, obviously they have deep pockets. They have big, you know, big money. They, they can, you know, gain the advantage, sustain the advantage, but there's still so much left over for, for others to, uh, you know, to go ahead and get in on the action. So if you can come up with something uh, right now, I, I'm currently, as an example, I, I'm, I'm on South Padre Island and, um, the average age, I think, according to city data, is like 62 of the residents, and the people that own businesses here uh, aren't aren't familiar with or aren't comfortable with technology. So it's not to say some people don't know. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, pull out my Ty Lopez quote. You know, I'm not saying that people don't know about technology here. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is that, uh, you know, there's an opportunity there, a niche. For uh, somebody to come in and 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 if if somebody can separate themselves by incorporating technology and leveraging it and using it, then they're going to have an advantage over a competitor. So, an executive summary is also going to talk about, uh, you know, financial information, uh, data, things of that nature. Again, what are you, uh, what are you anticipating? What are you, if you've got a good roadmap and you've got a good plan, then you're going to have uh, potentially uh, some projections, some sales, uh, numbers like that. Maybe even the uh, famous valuation that uh, if you watch Shark Tank again, people walk into there and they value their company. Um, sometimes effectively and a lot of times the sharks will, you know, think they're crazy. How did you do this? You haven't even, you don't even have a product yet. But, you know, it shouldn't be any, it shouldn't be very long. Don't make it very lengthy. Uh, just put the information that you need there. Think about it. And hopefully you write it. You might even get a copywriter, uh, somebody who can um, help make sure that you're being concise and effective in your message. Um, there are several people out there that do that. I know somebody on LinkedIn, and I'll give him the first shout-out to Nicholas uh, Corsell, Stowe, I believe. Um, he can help like that. There's people out there that can that can do that. Because what you want to do is you want to convince your lender, your reader, whoever it is that you're sharing this with, you want to convince them to go through the rest of the plan and read it, okay? This is just your summary. This is just where you're starting off. So... You know, then you want to get into a description and an analysis of the business. So business description and analysis. What does it mean? What What do you want to have on here? Well, what type of business are you going to do? You know, what, what, what type did you choose? 
what's your business philosophy? I mean, how are you going to operate? Everybody has a different business philosophy. What kind of product? You know, you need a, a description. In my case, um, you know, I want to create training content um, that people can access. Uh, maybe classes for... Uh, I want to focus on practical, pragmatic, sharing, you know, knowledge that people can go and uh, immediately that, that'll transfer that they can actually put into use uh, after listening to something uh, or, or, or learning something. So um, you want to describe the product. You also, you, you need to take a, I guess, a good look at yourself and, determine, hey, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What What is it that I need uh, in order to maybe help this along, help, you know, with the success? And it may be that you just can't do it. You need to find somebody else, but at least you're aware of that. So when you take a look at yourself and you analyze yourself, then that will probably lead to some answers, but most likely a lot more questions, but at least you're prepared. And then, you know, what area are you going to operate in? Where are you going to trade? What, uh, you know, look at a market analysis, a segment analysis, and see what that, you know, that's all about. And then you've got to look for, depending on your, your type of uh, the business that you want to set up, uh, you know, you need to analyze a, a, the location. Uh, I was talking to a teacher and um, one of my peers at school, and uh, he had an opportunity to buy a convenience store. And, uh, he was kind of telling me about the location and what it had and what it didn't have. And I said, well, you know, you want to get a traffic count. Maybe you want to go sit there for a couple of hours and uh, count cars and see what's going through there. So, again, that's something that would be, uh, you know, analyzing the location. He didn't end up getting it, but um, he was just telling me about that. So what's your business philosophy? You know, that's basically... You know, what's the purpose of your organization? What's your mission statement? What are, what are you trying to accomplish? What are you setting out to do? Uh, and you need to think about that. Um, and then you've got a vision. You know, where is your organization going to go in the future? Um, some people get an idea and, you know, they jump in and that's fine. You want to take action. I get it. You want to get going as soon as you can. But I remember a couple of years ago, I was at a job fair in um, it wasn't Elizabethan, Tennessee. It was um, well, it was between Elizabethan, Tennessee and and Bristol, Tennessee. I just can't think of that uh, that little town. But at any rate, we were it was at a local community college and and one of the professors, she comes up and she asks people, you know, if you were going to go into the woods uh, and you could be the first one in line, the second one in line, the third one, or the fourth one, which one would you be? And most people say first. You know, they just want to jump in and, um, you know, they're adventurous and they're and they're ready to go. And, and you know, I, I feel the same way sometimes. I like to be proactive. But... Um, you don't know what's going to happen when you go into the woods. You know, you might get ambushed. You might get, you know, there might be an animal there and you get killed. So, you you know, if you rush in, uh, chances are, uh, you know, the opportunity for 
a lot of surprises exist and you, you know, you may just end up, you know, getting killed. And unfortunately this isn't a video game where you can just get another life. Uh, I mean, I guess you could technically with the, all the failures that people have, uh, have experienced when trying to start a business. But, um, yeah, you need to know where your organization is headed. So when, when you're the fourth person in the back, you can kind of get a lay of the land. You can kind of see what's going on uh, before you get in there uh, to make any adjustments. And so you, you've got a broader view, and that's kind of what your vision statement should be, a broader view. And then a lot of times you look at company culture. Uh, that comes from the beliefs that the owners had, uh, their philosophy, how they manage people how they motivate people, uh, how they communicate with people. Um, all that is dictated by the person, the founder, usually. So those are things you need to think about. What what do you want uh, your organization to look like? And as I mentioned earlier, that you know that you, you've got to look at yourself first. Uh, what do you bring to the table? What kind of education do you have? Uh, do you need an education? No, not necessarily. Um, what kind of training have you had? You know, what about the people that you bring on, your team members, the people that you put into place? You've got to look at strengths and weaknesses, analyze all that, and, and try to be prepared for, you know, situations where that could hurt you. I've got a dog. My I love my dog. His name is Odin. He's a bull shepherd mix. And uh, he's a great dog when he knows you, but when he doesn't, uh, you know, he can get uh, pretty ferocious. So I've always got to be really careful when I walk him. I've got to make sure that, you know, I'm looking halfway down the block to make sure that nobody's going to come around. Uh, somebody's not going to sneak up on us on a bike or running down. So, you know, you've got to be aware of your surroundings, I guess. And, and then, of course, you have to have a plan. How are you going to improve? How are you going to develop personally? And, uh, you know, to spur the growth of the business. So all of these are things to think about. Um, the areas, you know, what are the, what are the um, demographics of the area, the population, uh, you know, is it, uh, you know, young college kids? Uh, is it older, older community like the one I mentioned where I'm at? Um, those are things you, you've got to look at the geography, uh, the economy, I'm telling you, the economy plays a big part. Um, getting back to being a good time to open a business, uh, I talk to a lot of people in China and things are changing over there. It's, it's a lot easier for them to get started. I was talking to a doctor this evening and uh, her and her husband are both doctors and she's talking about, you know, I think she's 30 years old, but she's already looking at the future and she's saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to, all my medical knowledge, all the things I'm going to create classes and I'm going to do those types of things. And, uh, you know, that opportunity is there born from, you know, the uh, economic situation that's going on with COVID. And not only that, but, you know, the technology. That, so uh, those are things to look at. Uh, and then you got to think about competitors. Who else is there? Who else is washing windows? Is there anybody else washing windows? You know, I was talking to somebody here and he was asking for some ideas. And I thought, well, you know, I don't. I haven't seen a dry cleaners around here, but uh, you know, the clientele just you know the demographics may not need that, and so 
um, he said, well, he wasn't sure. He didn't think they needed it because a lot of people here are just, uh, you know, beach guys. Maybe you got a few professionals, but at any rate, you just, you don't know. Um, I tell people a lot of times it's like, you, you know, you take a shot. If it doesn't fall, then, you know, you move on. But uh, that's the only way that you can whittle down and maybe get to the answer is by asking questions and throwing things out there. So um, a market segment analysis, you know, that's who's your target, who's your target market and the group of customers that you need uh, that, that you're trying to, you know, you're trying to reach. So, you know, what are their needs? What do they want? Um, what are their buying habits? Are they buying it? Is it something that, uh, you know, if you make the effort to get in there um, and and are you going to be able to sustain it? And on that note, I'm an avid reader, love to read. Uh, Pat Flynn has a book called Will It Fly? And um, if you're unsure, you know, that'll save you uh, a lot of time. If you have some ideas and you think, wow, you know, I'm afraid, I don't know if it's going to work or not. Go in there, Pat Flynn, will it fly? I'm not getting any kind of uh, affiliate marketing or anything from that, but it's just something I came across last year. So great, great uh, a resource for you to kind of start with. So, um, you know, you've got to, you've got to find it, identify the target market. What are the needs and, you know, how is your business going to address those needs? And we're going to stop here. Uh, for today. I uh, I do want to thank you for listening. I hope you find this beneficial, uh, helpful. Uh, if you do, please pass it along uh, to somebody else, share with somebody else. Again, this is uh, Mike Hernandez, and this has been Mike Doubt, episode two. Uh, thank you. Hope you enjoyed it.